can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Morning, everybody, and welcome to Testing Thursdays with Wayne. Well, it's really not Testing Thursdays so much as it is Thursdays with Wayne. So why don't we go ahead and maybe change the name of this podcast to uh, to, to Thursdays with Wayne instead of just Testing Thursdays because Wayne talks a lot about more other things than just testing because the pool and spa world has more to it just than testing, although I probably would have disagreed with you when I was working with Taylor. Apologize for the coughing and the nasally sound. I'm getting over a really, really bad uh, sinus infection, and so uh, it's not fun. I've been playing sinus doctor for about three weeks now. Uh, it is not COVID. I know this already. It's not RSV. It's not pneumonia. It's just really bad sinus infection hit me, and apparently it's something going around. So because it's hit a few of my friends uh, over the past few weeks, so. I apologize in advance for coughing. God, when will we stop coughing? So, what are we going to talk about today, guys? Well, um, it's the end of the year, or the beginning of the year, depending upon when this podcast will be published. Uh, today, it's the 27th of December, so for me, it's the end of the year, but who knows when this will be broadcast. But I thought I'd go over uh, some things in the industry uh, like, uh, I'm thinking maybe, oh, let's do a top 10 list of something. So I, I, I scrolled through, you know, the internet uh, as it is and tried to get some ideas. And I found actually an article that I really, really, really like. And uh, the funny thing was, it was written actually back in 2012. Um, and as I was reading it, I thought, you know, some of this information is still really pertinent. And it's from an article that appeared on CNBC uh, back in July of 2012. So I did not write this. These are not necessarily my um, my ideas or, or contributions, but uh, I will be talking about each one of these um, uh, uh, topics, 10 topics, that will tell you the top 10 things your pool person, your pool guy or gal, didn't tell you when you're talking about your 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 uh, backyard pool. So let let's go over and start with these 10, 10 little topics because I think they're still appropriate for today and going into 2024. So the first one is if you don't maintain your pool properly, okay, you're gonna cut the lifespan of that pool in half. And and what do you mean by by maintaining a pool properly? Okay, which means like if you don't take care of it, so you're talking about everything, you know, skimming leaves, uh, uh, chemistry, uh, you know, treatment, things like that. Uh, if you don't maintain it at all, you could quarter, you know, reduce the the, the lifespan of your pool uh, by you know 25 percent or more. Uh, so you know you got to maintain the property. You just can't 
you know, uh, have dig the hole, fill it with water, and, and, and go jump in the water. No, it doesn't work like that. Same thing with owning a car. You can't just buy the car and think it's going to you know, drive itself or, you know, maintain itself. It, it ain't going to do that, gang. I can, I can guarantee you that. So uh, if you don't maintain your pool property, you don't, you, you could cut it in half. Number nine, a pool pump, think of this, think of this now, can, cons- can consume up to half of a home's emergency energy output. Okay. Um, now, depending upon, now remember this article was written in 2012. So now we've got the variable speed motors. Uh, and things like that that kind of help that situation, but there's still plenty of people out there that don't have them, and because they don't have them, they're using uh, they're using pumps that that uh, are stronger, more powerful than they should be, than they should necessarily be. You know, more better, more is not better, not, not all the time. It holds true. Chemistry holds true in a couple topics. Number eight, you may be paying for a weekly service, but but the guy only comes every other week or maybe every three weeks or God forbid once a month. Um, and because most service techs, when they come, uh, most service techs, when they come, you're not home. Okay. So you really don't know, you know, he could be, he or she could be driving mine, just dropping off a card says, yeah, I was here and did this, 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 and this, but they never did it. Uh, nowadays though, you know, things like uh, security cameras, ring cameras, things like that can verify or, or can, you know, tape what your service tech does or doesn't do. But still, you know, if, if you're paying for a weekly service, you want to make sure you get a weekly service and not just, you know, it, not just it be words. Uh, you get what you pay for, all right? But you still have to verify that you're getting what you pay for. Uh, number seven. Uh, here's, here's another one. Saltwater pools don't just take care of themselves. Now, I think I've told you guys, or I've talked to you about this before, but when I started with, started in the industry in, in, in the latter part of 91, saltwater pools, saltwater generators, chlorine generators, whatever you want to call them were, I won't call it a novelty, but they were at the, at the cusp of becoming semi-popular. Um, a lot of people didn't understand them. A lot of people couldn't understand how do you get chlorine from salt. Um, therefore, the 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 availability, the pricing, etc., was was all out, way out of whack. It was way too high. So, uh, as its popularity and its functions uh, improved and streamlined, uh, so did the understanding of the process to the point where now, you know, let, well, now yeah, let, let's go backwards. In 1991, if I asked a group of 100 people, 100 service people, if they've ever dealt with or worked with a saltwater generator, I'd get maybe five hands up. If I asked that same question today to a group of 100 service people, probably just about every hand would come up. It's it's that popular. Um, saltwater systems have a distinct advantage over some other regular systems. I mean, number one, you're using salt. You're not using chlorine. You're not using something that could be potentially dangerous to handle if you don't know what you're doing. Um, in the long-range sense of things, the, the costs are much less than you would be if you're, you're treating with traditional chlorine or bromine products. So, you know, there, there's a lot of advantages to salt systems, you know, how the water feels and all, and all that. 
Uh, however, back in the day, it, it wasn't, wasn't really well understood. But still, whether it was 1991 or coming into 2024, um, you still have to replace the, the cells every now and then because they, they will tear down, you know. Um, saltwater pools have about a tenth of the amount of salt that's, that's in the ocean, okay? Uh, think of it like a teardrop uh, kind of deal. Um, and when you're using systems, of course, your, 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 um, your, your cells that are actually doing the job uh, wear down, like people <laughs> do. So you need to replace them every now and then. You need to have somebody who's qualified to do that. Your, your service, a guy or gal, can, can, can take care of that for you if they know what they're doing. And that's the big thing, if they know what they're doing. Um, so it's, they're, they're not completely maintenance-free. In fact, that's one of the bugaboo words in this industry when I read things like maintenance-free, never have to use chlorine again, you know, one size fits all, you know, the check's in the mail, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, big, 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 big grain of salt, pun intended. Sorry. So number six, kind of related to number to number seven, if you don't take care of your pool for, say, two to three weeks, you let it go, it'll go green. Uh, well, that that's true. It will go green. It can also go green if there's heavy rains, uh, if you have a big party and don't take care of it afterwards. Uh, you can have your pool go south you know, in less than a day or two. Um, and, and it's not necessarily algae, uh, uh, growth. It could be E. coli presence. It, it could be a lot of other nasty bacteria that could have gotten into the pool for, for a variety of reasons. Uh, but yeah, if you just let it, excuse me, sit for two to three weeks and you don't do anything about it. Yeah. It's, it's going to go bad. This is why, um, if your service contract is for weekly service, or even, you know, bi-weekly service, I used to want to make sure that your service guy or gal is taking care of that pool for you and making sure that it doesn't go green. Number five, a sunny pool is great for swimmers, but not so much for the pool. Um, now, what we mean by this is, is a couple things. If it's it's a beautiful day outside. It's bright and sunny, not, not a cloud in the sky. And you're thinking, oh, God, this is a beautiful day to go ahead and jump in the pool. Well, the problem is no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> a sunny pool can cause a, a little bit of havoc in, in the water itself, meaning that the intense rays of the sun can break down that coin very, very quickly. Uh, so you're constantly adding uh, chlorine um, to the water to maintain the appropriate level for your pool, usually anywhere from two to four parts per million. Um, also, the hotter the water, the hotter the air temperature can contribute to algae growth. Uh, if there's insufficient sanitizer and oxidizer in the water, um, now cyanuric acid, its use, you know, to help slow down that natural degradation is is a good thing. But again, too much of a good thing can be a problem. And I'm not going to get into the whole cyanuric acid. Um, um, debate, uh, discussion, which is not what the focus of this podcast is for today. That's for Rudy to take care of. But, um, yeah, so, so if it's beautiful, bright, sunny weather outside and you're having a pool party, that's not necessarily a good thing. Okay. Uh, 
you need to make sure your service guy or gal is taking care of it afterwards or you're you're doing it in their absence to make sure that the um the water is safe for people to get into number 4 i, I like this one most eco or green products don't work as well as chlorine um and in fact can be worse uh, can can turn can turn the water into a, a worse situation than it was before you added it this is absolutely true. Uh, I think the big thing uh, nowadays is um, um, well, monoprosulfate, MPS, the non-chlorine products that are used when people claim that they're allergic to halogens, chlorine and bromine being a halogen. And, and, and a store will say, oh, use this product, you know, um, and, which is fine. Uh, but if you don't maintain it right, um, it becomes a worse problem. Um, other things that are in this category too, and, and I know that I have ranted in the past about magnets, and I'm not even going to get myself upset about that word. We know what snake oil is and isn't. Um, ionizers are are also, I, I throw them in this category too. Um, now, the, the, the concept of an ionizer is, is good, uh, is that um, an ionizer will uh, introduce copper and silver ions into the flow of water, returning it back into the pool. And copper and silver are two of nature's most, most perfect algaecides. The problem is, it's an algaecide. It is not a sanitizer. It is not an oxidizer. So it doesn't sanitize or oxidize the water. It doesn't get rid of organics. So what the ionizer people did when they first came out would say, oh, it's chlorine-free. You never have to use chlorine again. Well, they were wrong. You still have to use a little bit of something in order to provide that level of sanitation and oxidation. What that something is, is really up to the homeowner or, or the suggestion of the pool service person. Um, usually it's a little bit of chlorine, and I'm talking a little bit less than half uh, the amount of chlorine you would use if you were just using chlorine by itself. Um, now, I discourage the use of bromine with ionizers because it produces um, uh, sodium bromide, um, uh, and that's not the right word. I, I forgot what the word was, but um, it, it can produce something that's not very good uh, and not very, very effective. So chlorine is the better product to use in, in these cases. But yeah, be very careful with with green products, with with um, um, uh, anything that is eco friendly, that kind of thing, be be very leery. Do your homework before you purchase these products, or your your pool person, your pool guy or gal suggests maybe using this, or go up to them. I've heard about this product. What do you think of it? Should I put it in there? That kind of thing. You know, do some homework. Do some reading. Um, read the reviews. If you buy it on on on, on eh, if you buy it on online, that was a terrible English. Um, number three, pool techs tend to charge about not quite twice more than um, it, it more than what it would be for you to do the job. Um, uh, well, that really kind of depends on what needs to be done. Uh, I mean, if the if if your contract is just for you know skimming leaves, checking the chemicals, treating it if it needs to be, 
taking a look at the pump, that kind of thing, you know, it, it probably evens itself out. But when you're talking um, repairs, you know, in, installations, um, rerouting, yeah, you know, if it, if it if you're talking about repairs to the actual pool itself, to the vessel itself, then you're talking about some big bucks here. So, um, is that extra money that you'd be paying for the pool tech worth it? Yeah, absolutely, because remember, they're the experts in that industry. Your a, a homeowner necessarily isn't, and they wouldn't know what to do. And and me, I if I had a pool, I would be more than willing to make sure that the person who's working on my pool um, and knows what they're doing and is uh, has the adequate ed- education and knowledge to repair something or fix something, replace something, whatever it ha- needs to be done. So is it worth the money? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. absolutely. Um, your pool guy doesn't tell you that if you, if you know what you're doing with your pool and you know how to clean it and whatnot, you could easily clean the pool in about 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. Well, that's might be true, depending on what you mean by cleaning. Um, you know, if you're doing simple, you know, like leaf removal, twig removal, uh, vacuuming, um, you know, adding chemicals, doing the tests, that kind of thing. Yeah, maybe 20 to 30 minutes. But are you a chemist? You know, um, do you know how to interpret these results correctly? And not just listen to somebody at a retail store saying, add this, add that, you know, that kind of thing. You know, a, a, pool, a pool tech, a pool service tech um, needs to be able to do all of that. That's what they're trained for. So you, they, they have that knowledge base. And so you need to rely on them in order to make sure that whatever you're doing in the pool itself is done properly. Okay, And there's, there's no real discussion on that. And then finally, um, and this one I, I kind of really like, is that your pool service person knows the ins and outs of your life. Um, things like, you know, when okay, if you're having an affair, uh, uh, you're trying to hide your, 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 uh, your lover from your husband. Um, you know, when, when do you go skinny dipping? Uh, <laughs> that kind of thing. I'm sure, you know, all, just about every pool service person I know uh, and have known over the decades has that story, you know, I walked in on, or I heard this, or I saw this, or look what I found in the skimmer, uh, that kind of thing. Those kind of stories that make you go, oh, mm-hmm, you know, um, they should make a, um, a TV show about it. Oh, they did. Remember, um, uh, sort of remember the, the TV show Desperate Housewives back in the I think the early '90s, maybe mid '90s. One of the one of the characters was um, a pool guy who turned into a landscaper. I think the character's name was Jesse for some reason. I remember, but um, it's a whole big thing about that. He he didn't know a squat about landscaping or pool service. The only thing he had going for him is that every time he took his shirt off, all the desperate housewives would just go crazy over him because uh, the guy was good looking, and and you know all pool service people are really great. You know, bodybuilders and, you know, models and whatnot. No, <laughs> God forbid. I mean, those of you who know what I look like, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. So uh, I've kind of ranted a, a little bit, a little bit on the top 10 things your, your pool service person doesn't necessarily tell you. 
uh, as a, a precursor for 2024. Um, things to look forward to um, uh, upcoming uh, for Talking Pools. Uh, pretty much staying the same. Um, you know, we are the, the penultimate podcast for the Pool and Spa industry because we talk to the people who actually work on pools and we pass along important knowledge and information to everybody. And um, just because you hear us talking doesn't mean that we don't you, we don't have your voice in our heads too. That's why we encourage strongly um, communication. So if you have an idea for a podcast from one of us, or if you have a technical question on any aspect, it doesn't have to be chemistry or, or water testing, it could be equipment issues, it could be, you know, how, how do you run your business, that kind of thing. Um, please feel free to, to pop an email to us at talkingpools at gmail.com. Talkingpools at gmail.com. Uh, if we use your question or comment or whatnot on air, uh, you will receive from us this wonderful, now I'm not sure if we're dividing or not, but I put on top of my headphones and makes it look really stupid. Here he goes. It's a what, what the flock um, cat. We will gladly send that out to you. Uh, but that's all I have for today, gang. Um, I wish everybody a fantastic new year. I hope 2023 was good for you and 2024 is even better. Um, again, talkingpools at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of our family. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to pool Pool-Mageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 